thought about Mother's Day. You know, uh, uh, one day uh, Susan called her mother and got the answering machine. And when she heard the answering machine, it said, uh, if you're a salesperson, press one. If you're a friend, press two. If you're my daughter, press 911, because I'll probably need that hearing from my daughter. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's the way it happens, isn't it? I remember reading a, a story. It was really kind of a cute story of little children. I like kids. And a uh, uh, little boy, the, the Sunday school teacher, or the teacher, really the class teacher, was teaching on magnets to five- and six-year-olds, and she'd gone through all the process of how they, uh, you know, the magnets, you ever had the ones that uh, kind of push back and some that pull together, and she told the story of all there was about the magnets, and then she came to the question and answer time. And she said, uh, I'm looking for a word. It starts with an M, and it picks up things. And immediately the boy said, I know what it is, Mother. Well, that's true, you know. Mothers go around picking up things for us. I, I thought about being Mother's Day. You know, it's always a, a great time because I believe that uh, mothers are mighty important to all of us. And they ought to be if they're not to you because, you know, if it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. Okay? Uh, and so I thought about the Scripture that I wanted to use this morning uh, it comes from Proverbs, which you would realize. In uh, chapter number 30, I want to skip around in there, but I want to share with you a scripture this morning. It says in verse number 10, chapter 30, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing in her value. She brings him good and no harm all the days of her life. Verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and has faithful instructions in her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women do noble things, but none surpass, surpasses them all. <clears throat> but you, my wife, surpasses them all. Charm is deceit, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her works bring her praise." Today, we need to thank the Lord for our mothers. As I begin to think about Mother's Day, Mother's Day is an annual day on the calendar given to honor the women of motherhood. Perhaps we should do it every month. Some of us need to probably do it every day. I mean, when you think about the food that she provides for you and the clean clothes and the making up of your room when you don't make it up. And all of the things that she does for us as men as well as children. We are here because mother gave us birth to life. You see, it all started in the book of Genesis. Way back there where the Bible says it started with Eve, the mother of all living. 
the corruptness of today's ideas just surprises me. When we think about those that claim to be unisex or claim to not know who they are, let me tell you one thing for certain today. No man has ever given birth to a child. And so mothers are important. Motherhood is unique and exclusive in privilege. I will never know. And not a man in this building will ever know the joys and the sorrows and the emotions that a mother carries through life. When we begin to think about it, only a mother has the exclusive privilege of cooperating with God, of knowing and giving life to a human being. That's the closest thing to creation that you will ever find. You see, mothers who give that childbirth, and God has bestowed that honor upon that woman. Motherhood is filled with marvels. And so I want to talk about three of those marvels this morning just for a few moments. First of all, I want to tell you about her marvel of her power, the power of being a mother. You know what? I think about it. Mother has power not only over her children and her husband, but she has power over all of the animals in the house. I know from experience. When I'm at home and my wife is there, we had a dog, and we lost that dog this last year, and we still have a cat. But you know what? Those animals, when I'm around, ignores anything I have to say. She has power over them. She tells them to do something, and they do it. They obey her. But you see, not only does she have it over them, but many of us have stood beside the Lincoln Memorial. I thought about this in Washington, D.C., and, and you know that 12-foot statue of the 16th president of the United States and the beauty and the likeness of Abraham Lincoln carved into that masterpiece of one solid piece of white marble. It defies description. But you know, when you look at that into the face of that marble statue, you can see the eyes that are protruding, that are looking out at you. It's a marvel to see how, that, how compassionate that face looks. Millions of people around the world each year have, have gone through that place in D.C. to look at that magnificent statue of the 16th president of the United States. But I got to thinking, I wonder how many people who have made the trip to D.C., to look at Lincoln's statue, have ever made the trip down to the hills of Kentucky. I wonder how many of them have ever gone to the birthplace of his mother, have ever went to the place where she lived, Nancy Hanks Lincoln, and give thought of that 12th day of February in 1809 in the hills of Kentucky when she almost died giving birth to that little baby boy whom she named Abraham. I wonder today as we think about that, was it the statue or was it Nancy Lincoln who formed the, the man that became the president of the United States? Was it the statue that made him what it was or was it mother? The sculpture merely records the stone of what had been. It was Nancy Lincoln who loved that baby, who rocked that baby, who nourished that baby, who stood in the nights and rolled, rolled, patted his head and put cool cloths on his head when he was steaming with fever it was Nancy Lincoln that changed those diapers. It was Nancy Lincoln that taught him how to eat and how to walk and how to do the things that he did. But you see, we honor everybody except the most important person of all, 
He would have not been there had it not been for her. We do know what Lincoln himself said about it. He said, all that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. You see, he wasn't alone in feeling that way. We can all stand and give similar testimonies, can't we? When we begin to think about our mothers and what they did, was, was it the hardened warrior of the Scripture, of the emperor, the Napoleon once spoke of his own experience. He said the destiny of a child is always the work of a mother. The destiny of a child. You know what? We have three children in our family. And I want to tell you something. It has been, it has been their mother, my wife who had formed them. We were listening to our son sing today and coming down in the car and he was doing a concert and we were listening to it and, and she looked over and said, how in the world could we ever produce someone like that? I mean, I said he must have got it from a third generation back there somewhere. But the voice that he had to sing and the songs that he sang and the blessing that seemed to be upon him. Why? Because you see, it was from the very beginning. It was beginning when my wife and I were just newlyweds. And, and, you know, when the first child came along, Jimmy, and, and as we heard the word, we went home from the doctor. And we went to the room and we knelt down and we anointed that belly that was carrying that little boy and said, God, make him the best of whatever is going to be in life. And you know something? We want you to know that God really does answer prayer. Because not only can he sing, he can preach. Not only can he preach, but he can do a thousand other things. He travels all over the country doing things. And I begin to look back in amazement. Why? Because a mother that was there, that helped him, that nourished him when I was out doing everything else. You see, mothers are important in our lives. When I begin to think about the destiny, certainly we all know that any woman can, that has good physical uh, stature and abilities and all the things are informed, any woman can have a baby. You know, if everything is in natural form. But the marvel of the power comes into play when a child is born. When a child is born, I thought about this, it, it extends to the very end of life and beyond. Once that child is born, there's a connection between that child and that mother. There's a connection there. She knows when he's hurting. She knows when he needs something. She knows when he's not happy. She knows when he's discouraged. And you know, it doesn't happen just when you're growing up from a little child, but all the way through life, even beyond this life. Mothers have a way of sensing that. Well, there's a great marvel in that. It extends beyond this life. Well, there's a, there's a second marvel that I see, and that is it's her love. Mother has a way of tenderizing her children. She has a way of tenderizing, someone said. What a heritage. Her children rise up and call her blessed. And you know something? <laughs> Even today, when the phone rings at our house, most of the time, my wife will say, well, you know, she's experienced this for 50 years in ministry, and everybody calling, and she'd say, you might as well answer it, it's for you. But you know something? I find that a lot of times it's not for me at all. I answer the phone, and it's from my daughter, and it's from my son, and they'll talk about two seconds, and they'll say, can I talk to Mom? 
I mean, they know that mom's going to give them the advice. It's mom that's there that's always giving them. It, it wasn't, you know, I thought about this. Mothers have a way. Mother's love is eternal. It is not terminated when a child reaches a certain age. Now, some of you children think that. Some of you young folk over here, you know, you kind of get to adolescent stage and you learn how to tie your own shoes. You learn how to put on your own clothes. You learn how to make a cheeseburger or, or, or make a, a, a toasted cheese sandwich and open a can of tomato soup. And you think you don't need mom anymore. And it doesn't take long until you're out there on your own until you realize that you get yourself in a little bit of trouble, a little bit of a snag. Who do you run back to? You don't run back to dad because dad will say, I told you to. You go back to mom. And mom will ignore the fact that you even thought you were on your own. She knew all along that you'd show up again because she had a tenderness about her that was going to pull you back in. You see, mother's love is not terminated when a child reaches that age. A boy may think so. He may get off for a little while. But after a while, he discovers that, that uh, even though he thinks he's on his own, he needs his mother's love. What a marvel it is that mothers always seem to be there. They always seem to be there. I, I remember reading about a 10-year-old boy in an orphanage. A little boy in the orphanage that was there all alone, and he stood at the door. One of the practices he had every day in that orphanage was stand in the foyer, and every woman that walked into that orphanage, he'd say, Are you a mother? Do you, do you have any children? Would you like to be my mother? I don't have a mother. I don't have a mother. Would you like to be my mother? And you know what? I begin to think about that. You know all of us have that same feeling at some time or another. All of us, no matter how old we are, how young we are, I mean, there comes a time in our life when we want to know that mother's hand and mother's touch has been there. Even though that we don't think, we, we, you know, we, we sometimes get old enough that we have our own children are grown, but it's kind of nice to know the touch of a mother coming into our lives from time to time. You know, I had the privilege of visiting or, or pastoring one of, one of the great saints of the church. And he was, a near, he was also an orphan. He, he was shopped out. And it's a great story of a great man that I pastored. His name was Harvey Lett. Harvey was a, a, a fabulous man. He, he, was a, he was a guy that kind of grew up without a great education but became a person that, that created his own business and made lots of money and supported the church in a great way and people all around. But you know what? He told me his story, and I've shared this story in his, in his congregation but I asked Harvey one time, give me the story. And so here's what Harvey said. My mother died when I was two and a half weeks old. He said, I never celebrated the birthday with my mother. I always wondered what it would be like to run to the front door after school and shout, Hi, Mom! He said, I thought about, for those of you that know how this is, tell me what it's like to make a Mother's Day card. I never had that privilege. How does it feel to walk together holding your mother's hand? Does her voice have a special joy in your heart? What color was your mother's eyes? What did he feel like, he said, to have her kiss away your tears? Did her laugh make you happy? Was it like being able to say, what's it like to be able to say, 
I really like you, Mom. I re- and not only like you, I love you, Mom. What was it like to do that? I never experienced those times. But he said, I'm hoping that my mother may have known the same loving God that I do. My father said that she was a very loving, beautiful young woman when the Lord took her home. Perhaps she knew the same love of Christ that has shown to me. Yes, I hope there is a reunion in my future, a reunion with my mother. Often I wonder if she's waiting as expectantly as I am. Will there be a day when the Lord will introduce us to one another? Think about that. Friend, if your mother is still alive and is living, please do me a favor, he said. Love her. Have you had the privilege of knowing her for 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 years? Love her. Far too soon she will be gone and you will be unable to identify. And you will finally identify with what I'm identifying with, never knowing her. But while you have her, do everything possible to let her know that you love her. She's likely not to be as perfect as she possibly could be. She's probably made some mistakes in raising you in life. She probably went through some difficulties. She may have had to do some and say some things that were hard for her to say. Please look over them, won't you? Forgive and love as our Lord has asked you to. He said, plan your own reunion with your mom. Do something special for your mother on Mother's Day. Do it in remembrance that the great reunion is coming to all of us someday. On that great day when the Lord shall call us all together. He said, I want you to know, I'm looking forward to meeting my mother someday. And you know something? Seven years ago, seven years ago, I stood on the platform before Harvey left and preached his funeral. Preached his funeral knowing that this was not only a day of coronation for him, not only was it a day of celebration, but it was a day of reunion, of finally getting to meet his mother that he never knew in all of his life. Oh, I bet this morning they're rejoicing knowing that Mother's Day is going on down here. I bet he's thinking about, I hope somebody else is doing what I've done. I hope they're respecting their mom. I thank God that I grew up with the warmth of a loving mother who contributed largely to my life. Now, I want to say to you this morning, I'm not blaming my mother for the way I turned out. But my mother cared so much about us. And you know something I can remember of early on, and even in my ministry, I have to admit today that it was almost embarrassing to me. Because after I would get to finish school and, and I went back home and and, of course, I wanted to go to lunch and with my mom and dad, and they had this favorite restaurant they went to all the time. And we got to the restaurant, and, and as we're walking in and the girl's greeting us, she said right away, she said, this is my son. He's a preacher. And then we go sit down, and, and the waitress comes over. Before she could even say, do you need water or coffee or what do you want? She said, this is my son that's a preacher. And before we left there, she had people coming out of the kitchen to tell them the dishwasher, the cook, this is my son, the preacher. Yeah, I was kind of little, almost embarrassed to think, man, what, what's she doing this for? You know why? Because I was her son and I had no control over that. 
I mean, she was going to do it no matter whether I wanted it or not. And you see, that's the thing with mothers. Mothers may make you sometimes feel uncomfortable, but it's because they love you and they love you so much. You see, they're like God in some respects. As I mentioned, it all started back in Genesis when, when Eve became the mother of all living. And, and you know, God is the God of all living. And so God and your mother have a, a, a particular connection there. And you will find that many times with a mother that, you know, men sometimes, we can get a little disturbed about things and we can kind of get a little grouchy about things and we can kind of write things off, but mothers never can because they're like God. You see, no matter what you've done in your life, I'm going to tell you something, God will never, never throw you aside. He's always willing to pull you back in. He's always willing to forgive you. He's always willing to tell you that there's better days ahead. And you know what? Mothers are the same way. Mothers can look at their son or their daughter that done all the wrong things and went all the wrong roads, but they'll always still have confidence in them. God knows what we would have been without our mothers. Well, there's a third one, and I'm going to close. And that's the marvel of her perseverance. I'll never forget, <laughs> after our last child moved out of our house. Now she'd be in nursing, nursing school. She's going to move out. She's going to be in an apartment. Well, one, one thing, I don't know whether Mom, I never asked her, but she, and she probably wouldn't admit it if I did, but my son had a house, and he wasn't married, and he had a big old house over here, and, and uh, he used to have an apartment in it, so, so when uh, his sister decided she wanted to move out and be on her own. And he said, well, I'll just rent her my second floor. Uh, that's so he could keep it up, keep a watch on her. Probably his mom had something to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, when our last one moved out, I can remember sitting down in the family room. There's a split level. Sitting down in the family room. And I looked over and I said, you know, we're kind of back where we started from, just the two of us. I thought that was a pretty good answer. But Beverly said, what are you talking about? We've got three kids. They'll always, I'll always be their mother. I'll always know about them. And you know what she has, if you'd ask them. She, says she still does. I mean, they're, they're, my son's in his 50s and my daughter's in her 40s. And, and you know what? She's still their mother. She still wants to know what's going on. She's still going to be there for them. And you women, you women are all alike. You might as well admit it. You're, you're going you're gonna to keep it. You're a mother. I, I thought we were back where we started from, but we weren't. You know, it kind of reminds me, a mother's love is probably the greatest illustration that I've ever read in the Scriptures of a mother's love is found in the Old Testament. In 2 Samuel, I'm not going to read the story this morning, but let me just paraphrase it. 2 Samuel 21 is a beautiful story of the perseverance of motherhood. It's a story about a mother whose sons were executed in a war. They were placed on public display in all the ugliness of that war. But the Scripture says that the mother took sackcloth and placed it on a rock. And she stayed there. From the beginning of the harvest until the rain poured down from the heavens, 
on her bodies of her two sons. She did not let the birds of the air touch them by day or the wild animals by night. That Bible story never fails to speak to my soul of the an envision of mother watching over her dead sons with an undying love. Undying love. She never stopped being a mother. She was sitting on the rock watching that nothing would happen to the lifeless bodies of her sons. She was a model of all mothers who had that kind of love for their children. You see, no matter where they are, no matter in this life or the life to come. You see, we lost a son at 25 back in 1993. But you know what? He's as much alive in our family today as he ever was. On the 8th of this month, he celebrated the birthday. We remember that. We've got a tree in our house that, because he died at Christmas that we light and has been there ever since he passed. And on his birthday, the first thing in the morning, even before feeding the cat, the light comes on on the tree. And it stays on throughout that whole day. Why? Because Gary is still a part of our family. People say, well, you only have two kids? Oh, no, we still have three. Just one's awaiting on the other side for the reunion of one day that we'll see him again. You see, and mothers never cease to continue to watch out for their son. There's no higher, no stronger, no more uplifting or abiding influence than that of a godly mother. And you know, I thought about that. You know, not only do we have it in our lives, in our families, but you know what? G. Campbell Morgan was a great preacher of a past generation. But he had four sons who were all preachers. And one day when he was away in London preaching, his son, his oldest son, took his place in the pulpit. And at the close of the service, at the door, like we do here, somebody came through and said, Who is the greatest preacher in your family? And immediately, immediately he responded and said, My mother. You see, because the mother had taught them. The sons and the father was out teaching others while she was at home teaching them. She lived the life before them. And that's what causes them to live that way. You see, children will raise up and call you blessed when we acknowledge the fact that mothers know. Mother's faith on Mother's Day We need to rise and call our mothers blessed. Because of what they've done and what they mean in our life and how they have raised us to the glory of God. You know, when I was out preparing and preaching, running all over the country, my wife was home with our children. She taught them how to read the Scripture. She taught them how to pray. You know what? They're great prayer warriors. When you had an altar service in our church and people would come to get prayed for, it was nothing to see my children walk up and and put their hand on someone when we're anointing and praying for them. Why? Because they knew that was a reality in our household. My wife had pain. I will never forget it. 
in her side, so so hurting so bad. We were in our very first pastorate, and of course we were building a house. And we got the house pretty well done and got enough room to get a, a kitchen and a bedroom, and then we moved in and kept working. Because each hand has done a lot of working in that way. And while we were there, my wife had said, Oh, my side is killing me. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. We, you know, we, we, <laughs> these poor old preachers, we didn't have insurance. We didn't think nothing but insurance. But we were going to do whatever had to be done. And so she was laying in on the living room couch. I'll never forget it. And it was my job to keep those two boys away from Mom. She's sick today. We've got to keep them away, boys. Now, listen, I, I'm going to put this thing across here. I want you to stay out here. If you have a question, you come to me. If you need anything, you come to me. You let Mom rest. And one of them disappeared. I got the looking for him. There he was. He was in there beside her. And she was saying, oh, Jimmy, don't touch me. Oh, it hurts so bad. And I walked in. I said, son, what are you doing? Mommy's hurting. He said, I just want to put my hands on and pray for her. And I tell you to a witness to this day, we thought it was appendix. She still got her appendix. I mean, he prayed that simple childlike prayer. And within an hour, she was off the couch. She cooked our supper. Never had any problems after that. Why? Because a child had faith. If only we could have that kind of faith. You see, a mother taught him that. He would go to his mom because he, he knew mom prayed for him many a times when he, was, when he wasn't well, when he was uh, having difficulties or whatever. Even in school, our kids have problems. They go to a room and mom would show up in the room. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. Let's ask the Lord to help us with this situation. And you know what? She still does. Mothers always care. They always care. I tell you this morning, we need to do what the Scripture says. He said, her children will rise up and call her blessed. I'm going to ask this morning, I want every woman in this, every mother in this building, just stand up a moment. I will, I'm not going to fool you. I just stand up. I want all you women, all you women to stand up today. Amen? All you women, come on. All of you. You don't have to be a mom. Stand up. Because who knows what kind of a blessing you are. Now, I'm going to tell you men, what we need to do, we ought to thank the Lord for them. <laughs> Mothers are the crown of our lives. I personally want to thank you this morning that are standing here for the life that you've lived. And if you're not living that life, remember your children are watching you. Your grandchildren, your neighbors, your friends, they're watching you. Lead them to the Lord of your life. Father, this morning we thank you as we close this service. For all the folks that have gathered here today on this special Mother's Day. Lord, not only do we want to honor them in giving them the gift, but Lord, we want to honor them because of their faith and their faithfulness to you. Bless every woman in this building today. Lord, may your presence be felt in their lives. May this be a special day for each and every one of them as we give them praise for what God has done in their lives. 
Bless them now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us sing a verse.